boys, if you love Sweet Valley, better make some noise. It's the sweet, sweet valley life. Sweet Valley Jack and Tanner and Joy have a sweet analysis of the Sweet Valley books. will never annoy you through the sweet, sweet valley boys. If you love Sweet Valley, better make some noise. I'd like to sweet and it's full of joy. Cause you read Sweet Valley with the sweet, sweet valley. Humble greetings and salutations and a sweet, sweet Valley high. Hi to all the sweeties out there. I'm Sweet Valley Jack. I'm Tanner. And we're the Sweet, Sweet Valley Boys. This week, we read Sweet Valley High number four, Power Play. Power Play. It's hockey. It's a hockey this week. It's a hockey one. It's a hockey one. (laughs) We're going to talk a lot about hockey. Tanner, we have a lot of work to do today. Do we? Um, I'm going to tell you about Joan. I'm going to give a speech. You're going to sing to me, then you're going to describe Who's this Joan? book. Excuse me? Who's Joan? Who's yeah, Joan? The, yes, that's a perfect question to ask for our first segment where I tell you about Joan. Okay. Okay, who's great. Joan? I'm about to tell you about her. Okay. Okay, so we're now in the segment where I tell you about Joan. Mm. Okay, so last week. Cusack. Uh, just li- wait and listen. <laughs> Last John week, just, you could guess, him. or I could tell you. Okay. Last week, I went to the playground with Cyril, my son, my child. Okay. Uh, it was a, I guess, I think it was on the weekend. It was on Saturday morning. Okay. We went to the airplane playground. There's a, not to triangulate, but there's a playground near us that has a, uh, a, a cool airplane, uh, like a wooden airplane in it, and Cyril likes to sit in it. What are you looking at? You looking at me? No, I was Googling, I think, okay. if I I'm wish you wouldn't. correctly, I wish you wouldn't in the actually. town that I grew yeah. up in, okay, perfect. there was I don't a, want that. a strip yeah. club or an adult mm-hmm. store called Adult Playground. Okay, and I don't. I I guess that's not. That wasn't. I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking at the agenda, and I don't. It doesn't have anything on this agenda that I've carefully well, I'm and meticulously it to put agenda, together, buddy. Okay. Do you want okay. to talk about? A, okay. How about this? I'm going to tell you about Joan. You could tell me about. You tell adult me about playground. Joan. I have nothing to say about adult playground. Okay, great. Then I'm going to give a speech. So <laughs> there's a lot of okay. me, and then there's a lot of you. Then you're going to sing to me. Then you're going to describe the book. I'm not singing shit. I think you probably are. I didn't prepare a song. Well. What happened to spontaneity, man? Was I supposed to? Just listen to me. Spontaneous. Ever heard of it? Listen to me. I want yeah. to tell you about Joan. Okay. I went to the playground near my... Stop. No, stop. Googling and listen. I went... I was looking to, up ho- songs about hockey. Don't! <laughs> I went to the... the, your, the your song isn't even, even until... You're not singing until after my speech. So you have plenty of fucking time. Okay? okay? Just relax. Relax, man. I went to the playground Saturday morning. It was early. It was earlier than all the other dads and moms. Because I was the first person at the airplane playground. It's okay. the playground that has like a... Beat a, the rush. It has an airplane in it. Yeah. Cyril and I got an airplane. We do a game where we get into the airplane, and I say, where are you taking us? And he always says, uh, to the dinosaur park. And then I say, what dinosaurs are we going to visit? And then he kind of tells us... Dinosaur tells park, me. that's... What's that? Pri- the um... Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, okay. Yeah. Because there's, there's Marvel has the whole, like, wherever it's called, Forbidden World or whatever in Antarctica. Did you know that in the Marvel universe, there's an entire okay. world of dinosaurs? 
Oh, I didn't buried know underneath Antarctica. That's interesting. Cyril would be, like to know about that. Did you know that most dinosaurs are from the Cretaceous period and not from the Jurassic period? That's something I learned oh. from one of the shows that Cyril likes to watch. No, so I didn't why know isn't that. it called Cretaceous Park? Why wouldn't you call Dinosaur it Cretaceous train? Park? Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we were playing that game. And what did I see while I was sitting in the airplane, pretending to be a passenger? Do you in guys Cyril's shoot airplane? the? Do you guys shoot the dinosaurs from the plane? No, it's more like um, like archaeology. It's not like we're like archaeology is the wrong thing because the idea is that they're alive. It's more like um, um, biology. Biology. We're going to look at them. Yeah. To be friends. It's like the dinosaur train. If you've seen Dinosaur Train, oh, it's a show on PBS that, where the dinosaurs a, go on a train to visit each other. I would want to be friends with you, just to be okay. totally clear. Well, about in that. our world, in our the world of our imagination, friends. I think at the very least, they would okay probably get, like ignore you. And Honestly, the, it it never in gets most that far. Cases they would probably eat you because often we have turbulence on the plane. Oh shit! Well, that's not good for yeah. me. I don't like that game. So while we were having turbulence on the plane, I'm out. I I'm looked. Out over at um i don't know some like fucking plants in the middle of the playground i was bored and what did i see i saw a big box there's just a box a big cardboard box sitting in the okay sitting on the playground see something say something see something do something Call the police i went so i left cyril in the plane by himself hurt locker here (laughs) <laughs> now it's the hurt locker here comes jeremy renner i put on my fucking jeremy renner suit and started walking it like like i don't know what's very slow like like quarter of a mile an hour just like okay insanely slow like i'm trying to like walk on the moon towards the box jeremy okay. renner very handsome yeah um and i think kennedy i go to the box and what does it say on the box bomb no okay it says free kitten free oh oh yeah kit freak freak kitten no it says free kitten and uh i was like what could possibly be inside this box it says free kitten i gotta guess and so i was like what the hell is this a a guess but i'm i'm also (laughs) friends with you on social media so i know (laughs) so i opened the box and (laughs) There's a kitten inside. And I was like, yeah. immediately closed the box, like, fuck. What the fuck? And then so I sat there, and I just, like, I, like, genuinely, like, had literally no idea what to do. Because I knew if I, like, played my cards wrong, like, like the, the, the train tracks are leading towards me having another cat. Almost. Like, there's, like, no other stops. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Unless I'm very careful with how I play this. So I like close the box and then I like open it again. And I was like, nope, there's definitely still a kitten. In Do you there. not want another cat? At this point, at this point, I'm owed another cat because we have two cats and I have a rule that we can't be outnumbered by um, right our animals. And when we decided to have a child, I said, if we're going to have a child, then I also get to have a cat. And that was like three years ago. Yeah, it was three haven't... years ago. But I've hesitated because I'm worried about like my cats getting along. Listen, okay. So then Cyril, like, starts calling me from the airplane. He's like, Dad, <laughs> like, right. we're fucking flying to Jurassic Park. These dinosaurs aren't going to shoot themselves. <laughs> like, these dinosaurs are not going to shoot themselves. Jeremy Renner, yourself, back over here and get in the fucking plane, Dad. <laughs> and I was, like, sitting there just, like, genuinely in a panic, like, totally did not know what to do. 
call animal control. So I called Sarah call a bunch of times because I was like, Sarah will know what to do. And she didn't answer. I think she was like getting in the shower. And so I called her like a bunch of times and then like texted her and was like, call me when you get this. And realized that like I just like gone out with her child and that's like exactly not the sort of thing that you want. Yeah. Jamie yells at me when I send her the <laughs> Um Eventually, I figured out that I could bring the box with the kitten back to the plane and like uh, like getting why would get, you do that because Cyril's That's the like, worst option Cyril was freaking out he's like come to the but plane but you could have just here's the thing you could have gotten out of the plane yeah. you could have spent some more time with your son the cat's going nowhere the cat's in a box right I've now felt responsible and you could have just and you could have just waited for for some direction from someone with someone who's more responsible a grown up I could have waited for a yeah. grown up to show up well so this is what happens next I go to the plane and then I sit in the plane and now I've got the box and Cyril's like you know, shooting dinosaurs and shit. And I'm just like sitting there like now there's, there's a kitten in the fucking plane with us. And then some moms started to show up. Okay. And this is where... Oh, you you grabbed the cat because you didn't want the other moms to get the cat. No, I just... You wanted it to be no, your cat. No, it's because now You're that... You're angling from the very <laughs> start, Jack. That's not what it's about. It was like... It was like I felt now responsible for the cat and I didn't want to let her out of my sight. Mm-hmm. So... So the moms start showing up and they're like creeping onto the playground with their kids. And then suddenly I realize that like, I'm like creepy dad sitting in this airplane, which is for kids with like a box that says free kitten on it. And like these nice moms are going to think that I'm like a creepy free kitten abandoner. Oh yeah. So that became my new thing to panic about was like right, all okay. these moms being like, Okay, what is this fucking dude? He's like sitting in the airplane. I came to take my kids to the park, and like he's got like he was like we've caught him in the middle of abandoning this kitten. He's sitting here with right. a box and, and now says, you freak it. Now you have to play it off. Like, oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, what? What the hell? It's not my free kitten. I mean, I guess it is now. <laughs> I'm not abandoning the cat. But so I had. So that was a thought I had, and then as the moms, like the kids, like the moms are like they know to stay away from a like creepy old dad like me but the kids want to yeah. get on the airplane so the kids start kind of crowding the airplane and eventually i was like i'm gonna have to just like give up this game and so i like got out of the plane and with the fucking box the big box and i was like huh there uh, i think there's a kitten in this box <laughs> to whom to, to whom the moms say that <laughs> and the moms were all like startled and like uh okay <laughs> And I, my whole planet totally backfired because now I definitely look like a creepy kitten abandoner. Yeah. And I was like, no, look, see? <laughs> and so I like went around showing the moms this kitten in the box. And they're all like, okay, this is not like what I fucking bargained for. Right. Uh, they thought you were going to try to pass the cat off onto them. Eventually, I know for a fact that you took the cat home. Sarah did call me back and she did uh, come and pick me up. And then now I have a kitten and her name is Joan. And she's the light of my life. And I love her. And Jenkins loves her. And he plays with her. And he's uh, so happy. Jamie saw your Instagram or Facebook post about this, Mm -hmm. and she had an important question that I didn't have the answer to, but I suspect that I knew the answer to, Yeah, which is, did Princess Cutie Face die? No. And I said, no, Princess Cutie Face is just a hermit. Princess Cutie Face, to answer your previous question, is like the main reason I haven't gotten another cat. It's because she's an old, cantankerous lady, and I want... Her advancing her her retirement 
as a cat. You don't think filling her her? No, I know her very well. Twilight and days with the, the no, she doesn't love and and joy of a baby cat. No, she's taken it better than I expected. She's just like every time the cat gets the kitten gets near her, she's like, "Get the fuck out of my space!" And we're you and I are going to be fine. But I think that there is an upside that I didn't expect, which is that. Um, Joan and Jenkins are like are literally in love with each other. Like he's a real okay. mentor to her. Uh, right. She really looks up to him and like learns a lot from him and he like grooms her and plays with her and it's beautiful. And that is actually good for the older cat because Princess Cutie Face is like, sweet, get Jenkins out of my fucking hair. I've never been interested in having another cat friend. And now they right. can be friends with each other and I'm just like, I want to be excluded from this narrative to quote Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to give a speech. Uh, I have a question. Okay, yeah. Can I ask some follow-up questions about Joe? Yeah. The cat? Oh, well, I'm, no, I'm going to open it up for questions, and then I'm going to give a speech. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what happened? Why? What? Why Joan? I. So here's why. Here's the only reason I can tell you. I think it's funny to give cats like really normal human names, like Kevin or like Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> and so Joan is the one that kind of came came to me for this cat, and that's what's happened. And that's what stuck, and we liked it as a name. Okay, Joan Cusack. Do you would you prefer that? It's based yeah, on Joan it's Cusack. Based on Joan that's Cusack. just what I want you to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a. I don't know what you call this kind of cat. Um, Siamese. It's a purebred Siamese cat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I just didn't know if that was still. No, it's a thing. I, like, uh, yeah, it, I, it's a beautiful knows? purebred Siamese cat. Yeah, it's yeah. probably worth a lot of money. Yeah, it, it was probably a breeder abandonment. It's a huge windfall. It was probably a breeder abandonment. I want to talk about the abandonment because it's like a fucking bummer. I mean, it's happy. Like, it's also a, a double bummer because like whoever abandoned this cat, like their plan worked so perfectly. Like a right. like a vegan internet cat expert happened upon the playground like minutes after they left the box. You know? Right. She's a cutie. I'm looking at a video of her right now on your Facebook page. She's so cute, and she does indeed light up my life, and I um I love her. Um, I want a new kitten. Yeah, you should get one. They're fucking great. Um, do you want to hear speech? Yes, please. I've been talking for a lot. So after I do the speech, you can sing to me, and then you can describe I'm the book. Not, and I don't have a song prepared. Uh, this week we read a novel. It was called Sweet Valley High Number 4, Power Play. And now I'm going to give a speech. Okay. Okay, I want to I try to frame this in a helpful and a positive way, if I may. Okay, okay. Because... Um, you know, we're just trying to have fun here, and I think there's a silver lining. In Not this. me. Not me. I'm okay. going to work. Uh, when I read these books, Tanner, in I think probably 1986, and I don't know if I read Power Play. I maybe did. I definitely read a few of the Sweet Valley High books. When I read them at the age of seven or eight, uh, I I would have just internalized this stuff. Okay. This like which stuff? Like the fat shaming. The fat shaming. And and it's a speech. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, there's yeah. no questions in this. <laughs> you can have – I'll open it up for questions afterwards. Yeah. I would have just internalized it. And, like, I don't mean, the like, the fat shaming that the characters in this novel do to unto each other because that's, like, a choice you make for your characters. I mean okay. the clear point of view of the author of this novel. <laughs> Yeah. Which is like clearly stated above and be in, like through the eyes of all the characters and in like insofar as there is an omniscient narrator, like through that. 
And the clear even like bl- even yeah. even in the private thoughts of some of the characters, yeah. which is something that only the the writer, yeah, the author of this book would have access to. Right. And the clear point of view of the author of this novel is that it is shameful and wrong and somehow remarkable to have a body that does not conform to some like fake standard of sweet valley high beauty, and that it's like yeah. not only that, but it's like. Her so it's this is a book about someone called Robin. It's her and it's her fault somehow, and there's something wrong with her, and it's something that has to be fixed. Um, and I want to say beyond that that I'm not here to take Kate and Francine down. Okay, it was the fucking eighties. We got we were all like this in the eighties. We got a lot of things wrong in the eighties. Reagan's America, you yeah. Know? Reaganomics, uh, Superman Four, the Quest for Peace. Yep. Uh, Killing Optimus Prime. Oh, uh, in the second Transformers movie, or was it the first one? I think it's the first one. Scott Bayo. Yeah, he's like a big Trump guy now. We Are the World was bad in retrospect. That was a mistake. Was it? I think so. I guess it's sort of a little tone deaf, right? <laughs> or do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> also, the 80s. Rough. <laughs> yeah. There's just... Everybody was fucking things up left and right in the 80s, and so I'm not... I'm not saying this to, like, clown on Francine. The thing that I am saying, and this is where I want to try to turn this to be a little bit hopeful. Okay. Is um, that you would never fucking get away with this shit today. Like, you could try it, but you're going to be fucking canceled. And I think that's, it's a small. I think we should just cancel her. I think we should just cancel Francine. No, this is exactly the opposite of what I'm saying in my speech. Francine, I just think Kate, no, you're canceled. That's not what I'm saying. We're not putting Welcome it on Francine. We're putting it on yeah! the eighties. I just think that the who it is nice to know, like, because I would have read this shit when I was a kid and just like taken it into my worldview, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And because like, there's there's no there's no. The the resolution of the novel is yeah. that like oh she gets, just she gets she like fucking loses the weight and it's like problem solved it sucks and I just think she, that she it's, goes out to the 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 track every day every morning and runs five miles yeah and then starves herself at lunch so I'd like to apologize to everyone for the interruptions to my speech um, there's yeah just sorry like a, and I will apologize too because they, it's mostly they, been me yeah and they've been fairly enthusiastic so it's not like heckling but I do want to apologize because they have been interruptions and it wasn't much of a yeah. speech it wasn't it wasn't really um, structured like a speech yeah I wonder why I wonder if it's because it kept getting interrupted but I'd love to finish it okay please yeah <laughs> I just want to say on a slightly hopeful note that it is nice to know that there is a generation of girls who are going probably to grow up to live on a melted planet that is run by a malicious artificial intelligence that was originally created by Facebook to optimize the click-through rate on display ads in about 20 years, and that they're going to have a lot of shit that they're going to have to fix, but at least they won't have to deal with getting fat shamed by Francine Pascal when they're just trying to relax with a book about teens backstabbing each other in the exclusive sorority that they, for some reason, have in their high school. And now I'd love right. for you to sing to me. And I d- and again, I don't have a song prepared. Do you didn't find anything heroic about what I said? Uh, Jesus, did I find it heroic? I guess I did. <laughs> I found it scary. <laughs> Honestly, it worried me for my the, son. The AI thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the melting planet thing. Like, you know, I think philosophically I know that, or like abstractly I know that. 
I shouldn't have brought a child into this world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to light on fire. Yeah. Spontaneously combust at some point in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. But I did. Yeah. And now that's going to give me some anxiety. Now I'm not going to get any sleep tonight either. Okay. So, and I already did, I'm already working on no sleep. I'll tell you this. I can't sing There Goes My Hero for Myself. There goes my hero. (laughs) Watch him as he goes. Thank you. And I'd take a hockey song, I guess, if you've got one. Um, You know, I don't have one. (laughs) Do you want to describe the novel? Hockey songs. I don't think there's hockey songs, man. I think the... Okay, apparently Seven Nation Army is a hockey song, so... I don't know. I gotta watch it It's a seven I'm gonna get I don't know the words. I think speaking of hockey, there's a uh, there's a thing that they're going to in this novel that's called the disco marathon. And then when it yeah. like kind of falls apart, it, it they start calling it the disco disaster. For some reason, it made me think of. Have you seen the movie Rollerball? Mm. The new one or the old one? There's a new one. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck my life. This is what I'm talking about. Like, the planet is melting and there's a new fucking rollerball. There's a 2002 <laughs> rollerball that sucks. with Chris Klein no, from American I don't Pie. want that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the old one. Uh, no, I haven't seen the but old that's one. I have seen the new one. It rules, man. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, what if hockey, but they kill each other? <laughs> that was sort of the 2002. And roller skates. <laughs> I'm on the the Wikipedia uh, the the IMDb page for the 2002 Rollerball movie, and the tagline is, "The big thing in 2005 is a violent sport which can have some pretty serious consequences, like dying." <laughs> Did I write that? That's a great that's a great tagline. But also, I love that they were like, "Let's set this movie three years in the future." <laughs> They're like, "We're we'll, we're pretty totally close. attainable." Yeah. yeah, we're pretty close to that. Um. Good, uh, good, good stuff. I'd love for you to describe this novel. Okay. Um, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. Okay. You happy with that? I don't care. Come on, come on. I did a, I did a speech. I told you about Joan. I know. Now it's your turn to shine. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Okay, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock during those 60 seconds. I would love for you to describe everything that happens in this novel and, um, you know, it's it's a brutal novel in some ways, but there's some. It was c- kind of fun if you can just like carve out all the ch- shitty ways that they treat this fucking poor girl. I hate these books. They're so mean. They're so mean. <laughs> they just make me feel bad. All right, ready? Yep. In five, four, three, two, one, go. Liz has noticed that her twin sister Jessica is treating Robin Williams poorly. That can't be the name. It is. It's Robin Wilson. Robin Wilson poorly and making her do all her errands and stuff. And uh, that's because Robin has been promised that she will get a nomination for the Pi Beta sorority, high school sorority. Liz says, you know what? Fuck Jessica. I'm going to nominate you. She goes to Pi Beta and she says, I nominate Jessica Wilson, uh, Robin Wilson. And everyone's like, you can't do that. She's fat. And She's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And Jess is like, okay, well, I'm going to make her uh, induction impossible. She's going to have to run five miles, and she's going to have to get a date with Bruce Pac-Man and 
uh, Liz coaches her through those things, and then Jessica ends up blackballing her anyway and not letting her in, so she becomes depressive and then loses a ton of weight, and then Bruce Pacman wants to date her. Also, Lila Fowler keeps stealing things. And time. Yeah. Uh, that's the B plot is that Lila Fowler is, is shoplifting for some reason. Oh, she, the moral of the story, because she loves her dad, is like shoplifting could be good. <laughs> shoplifting can really improve your life. The moral of the B plot is that. The right. moral of the A plot is like too horrific to even really describe. I think listeners w- will get a sense of it from what we've already said. But it's like, don't be happy in the body that you have and, like, work hard to to change yourself and win the approval enter of your a, shitty fucking state. worthless peers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like... Disappear for th- for five weeks, enter a fugue state, and come back and look sexy. This book made everyone me will respect you. fucking mad, man. L- listen to this. Here's This is um, Elizabeth at the end of the novel. Little by little, Elizabeth began to feel that she and Robin were becoming close friends. Somehow, through adversity, a strong bond of friendship had sprung up, grown, and deepened. It's like, yeah, Elizabeth, now fucking Robin, like, fits in your fucking club. Before, she was just like a fucking charity case to you, you fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, they're both <laughs> shitty to, to Robin. Like, they both like, Jess is, they Jess is, like, Neither of them get awful, off the hook for this, yeah. But, like, Liz is pretty awful, too. And, like, Liz, like, tricks Robin into this plot to, like, conquer all of Jess's challenges for her. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, like, like blackmails Bruce Pacman into going on a date with her, which ends Bruce Pacman continues to to amaze and impress in this novel. He's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Pacman, I'm weirdly forming like an odd respect for him yeah. just because I feel like he's so removed from the real world. Like yeah. he's just like he's like a god. He's like floating above everything. You know, he's just like he's got he's weirdly like intelligent and yeah. aware. You know. Which you don't expect from a character like this, but he like he knows exactly what's going on, you know. Yeah, and he just like doesn't give a and shit. He's just like he's cool about shit. Like he like he takes Robin to the prom because um to to the the rollerball thing, right? The yeah because Elizabeth like I don't know says she'll write a fucking column about him but about his tennis skills, and then he's like super shitty to her, and he's like, okay, I took you now, like I'm gonna fucking like publicly humiliate you in front of everybody. And then, like, she loses a bunch of weight, and he's, like, a, a puppy dog. Yeah. Um, and then she embarrasses him at the very end of the... Yeah. Because there's, like, yet another, like, teen royalty thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, now you're the... Now we're all competing to see who the queen of the, the football dance is. Yeah. They have... This is the interaction they have. Oh, yeah, the football dance. There's, it's just, like, nonstop in Sweet Valley, man. It's like okay. Jess is like I, I'm already the queen of the the fall dance. Jessica's the queen of the fall dance. The now she's got to be like the fucking win the disco marathon, and then now she's got to be the football queen. That's the, the title, football queen. She's like, I've got to have it. <laughs> um, and, and then Bruce Backman is like suddenly excited by the the new Robin. Yeah. She's like wearing makeup and shit, and she's like got this like ice queen cool attitude. And the following exchange happens. On Monday, Robin showed up in designer jeans. That she's like wearing Jordash now. So like they that's never really stop talking about Jordashes. They honestly, like you could do a command F and go yeah. search for Dor- Jordash and it appears like ten times. It was making me think about the eighties, because like I was wearing sweatpants when I read these books. So I didn't know jeans from jeans. And then when I did get yeah, jeans. You know what I was wearing? Diapers, am I right? Okay, that's true. But when I did start wearing jeans, I wore Bugle Boy. 
Right, that's not cool. But I'm now, and I thought it was cool, but I'm now starting to think that I, it, it was like staring me right in the face, and I should have wa- worn Jordache, and I really missed a trick, and it kind of like, it was like one of those like, those forks in the road, and if I picked Jordache, I could be the fucking football you be, queen You right would be now. Bruce Pac-Man right yeah, now exactly. if you were wearing Jordaches. Now, look, but look at you. Look who you are. Here's the exchange. On Monday, Robin showed up in designer jeans, a rainbow top, and a new hairstyle. Lip gloss and perfect eye makeup created an effect that almost caused Bruce Pac-Man to walk into the gym door. Who was that? He gasped. She just moved here from Mars, said Elizabeth, who'd witnessed his near accident. We call her Wrecker Wilson. Boy! She could wreck me anytime, Bruce said. Yeah. Wow, yeah. what a beauty. Awesome. <laughs> That's good. I, you know, about, like, I don't like anyone in this book, but uh, Bruce Backman <laughs> at least like is speaking his fucking truth, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of the book, though, Robin Wilson gets one over on him because she wins the queen of the football dance. Oh yeah, over Jessica. And it was the closest she's vote in history. But yeah, queen of the football. Yeah, and then she's she's meant to do a speech and and do a promenade. Yeah, <laughs> around the 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 field in a in a limo. Yeah, and she does her little speech and she says, "Bruce Pacman, will you please come escort me on my promenade in your Porsche?" And he's like, "Yeah, babe, totally." Yeah, and then she um, cuckolds him by asking <laughs> Alan. Uh, <laughs> Something the the like nerdy reporter for the Stony Brook Oracle, Alan Walters, to to accompany her in the back of Bruce's yeah black Porsche. Yeah, they kind of they kind of fall for each other a little bit during the um, catastrophe. He's very sweet to her disco marathon. He's very yeah. sweet to her. They they dance at the after Bruce Pacman embarrasses her at the disco marathon. Uh, Alan kind of like awkwardly tries to comfort her and then they end up doing the following kind of dance which i thought was very interesting insight into alan walters and then she was in alan's arms and they were dancing if it could be called that he seemed to want to turn in only one direction so they were constantly spinning backward robin glanced at him and his face was red and grim i just found that like very relatable and also like interestingly weird he's just like he can only go left and he's just like spinning backwards like <laughs> counterclockwise. <laughs> I'm not much of a dancer, but one of my moves is just sort of like slowly walking backwards. Yeah. You know? And I imagine if you're dancing with me, you would just then have to like sort of slowly walk backwards across the dance floor with me. I, man, I like, I, the only dancing I ever did was at like raves and shit. And so then when I would be at like weddings or like fucking like. You pull out the orb. Basically, and it's just like in retrospect, it's like so fucking cringy because I didn't know how to dance. You know, it'd be like I went to a, a wedding of this girl that I was like maybe kind of dating uh, her uh, sister. Okay. And I had to like dance with her and it was like a, th- a fucking thing. And like in retrospect, I probably did like a big rave dance. You know, and oh, like, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did like the liquid ball and like your, it was like jumping around. Ball, you had the pacifier you know? in your mouth. And it's like fucking. Which I think makes your high more intense. You'd be forty doing that. Like I had the time of my life. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I think that's fine. Yeah. Like, what more could you want? <laughs> yeah, that, it was a real catch. <laughs> the fucking yeah. early aughts. 
Um, I think we should probably take a quick break and okay. um, come back and uh, talk about this. Uh, I, I enjoyed the book. It was fun. It's like okay. fucked up, but it was fun. I have some fun things to say about it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go potty and then I'm, I'm okay, that's fine. You don't, fun As a reminder, you don't actually have to say that, but we could just be kind of professionally be like, all right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Okay. I'm going to go like have a, a port. <laughs> okay. Like a small glass of port. <laughs> that sounds nice. Perfect. Is that more professional? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, there she is. Hello, Joan. I'm your <laughs> Uncle Tanner. Look how small she is. You know what she does all the time is she does that um that uh, that meme that's like a cat doing uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. What? You know, it's like the meme where the cat like puts her puts her little hands up like what? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Isn't she pretty good? She's pretty good, right? I asked Jamie if we could get a kitten, and she said no. Do you, come on. Do you hear this? You want to hear? Her? Yeah. Do you hear? Her? Yeah. Yeah. She's Jamie said no. She said Miles might accidentally kill it. That's not, what the fuck is wrong with Miles, man? He does a thing where is he's like Lenny him, from of Mice and Men. Sort of. He does a thing where if you tell him not to do something, he'll look you in the eyes and get this little grin, like, and then he'll do it. <laughs> Miles, you're not going to kill the kitten, are you? <laughs> That's Jamie's exact example. Is like he would just grab her around the neck and kill her. No, he would not. Um, just today, yeah. he we were eating. And this is Dad Talk. We were eating yeah. dinner together, all of us. We were having yeah. macaroni and cheese with broccoli in it. Yeah, an adult meal. Yeah, <laughs> and my, we had big adult ceramic bowls from Crate and Barrel. Yeah, and Miles had a, a baby bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. And he was upset that he had a baby bowl and we had big ceramic bowls from Crate and Barrel. So yeah. we got him a ceramic bowl from Crate and Barrel, and yeah. then like like Thor at the end of the meal, <laughs> he was like all done and just picked up the bowl and just threw it off the table and smashed oh, it on the ground. I love it. I love it. What a hero. That's really good. So now we have to go to Crate and Barrel and buy a new bowl. Wow, that's really lovely. And I guess my story about the kitten was actually about my child as well. So, and the kitten is Cyril's kitten. And I told him that it's her, his kitten. And at night, he says, uh, "I said, you want to say good night to Joan?" And he goes and gives her a big hug. Oh, that's nice. And he does—he really doesn't cute. accidentally kill her in the process. No, right? and he doesn't. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And this has been death talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joan, you're gonna have to leave because you're meowing really. Joan, loud. you're so loud. <laughs> You can go. You can go. Okay, we've got a novel to talk about. We're professional podcasters, and we talk about a novel professionally, and that's what we're doing here. So let's dive into it. You want to talk about the uh, the witches? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I didn't. Hmm. I'm looking through my notes. I didn't catch witches. Elizabeth looked down at the tiled floor thoughtfully, then made a quick decision. You know something, Robin. Todd and I and Enid and her boyfriend, George, are going to the beach on Saturday. We always play volleyball. You can be on our team, okay? This is part of, like, the Phi Beta whatever group. Uh, like, make Joan do – Joan, LOL. Make Robin do – Oh, did you haze of, Joan? <laughs> yeah, no, we've been hazing her. <laughs> yeah, okay. Make Robin do a bunch of, like, like really unpleasant 
tasks that are designed to like make her feel uncomfortable in her body. And one of them is like wearing a bikini at the beach. Oh, right. To do volleyball. Yeah. Uh, we always play volleyball. You can be on our team. Okay. Really? The look of thanks on Robin's tear stained face was almost too much for Elizabeth to bear. Really? We'll pick you up. Maybe it'll rain. It won't rain, Robin. We'll have a good time. And thought Elizabeth. So will three witches I know. Oh, interesting. Huh. So I, in my mind, I'm thinking Macbeth. Off, just off the top of my head, oh, I'm thinking the... Macbeth. Toil, toil. To- toil trouble, and trouble. trouble. Yeah. You know, and that's like, you know, it's like overweening pride, right? It, it's like, it's th- both, I could be Jessica or it could be Elizabeth here. It's like, they're, they're like trying to become the fucking big king or queen. And the first thing that they're going to have to encounter on their, like, on their road towards ruination through ambition is three witches. And so that's going to be hopefully in the next book. Right. I don't think. Next one's called All Night Long. Okay. And that's something that. And witches do come out at night. That is true. The witching hour is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that Francine does at the end of every book, sort of her happy reading, is she she kind of sets every every book up with a cliffhanger and then says, like. Will Elizabeth encounter three witches in the night? Yeah. yeah. Find out more in all night long. Yeah. Um, but except this one was about Jess dating a older boy, a college. And boy. the witches are going to be like, you're going to be fine until Burnham Wood comes to Dunsinane. And this and is Macbeth. Nobody will be able to harm you um, who is of woman born. Right. Um, I am no man, and then she stabs the witch king in the face. Yeah, and, and then she, yeah, and then she stabs the witch king of Angmar in the face, and that's all yeah. from Macbeth. And you guys should read it. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I thought of was the gray eye, of course, which we've mm-hmm. talked about before. They pass an eyeball. It's three three witches, from, and they pass. Uh, Perseus kind of has to, has to borrow their eye. It's not from Disney's Hercules. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> But I don't know. From here to zero, just like that. You know that song? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't. The Greek chorus is these like three ladies, and they sing kind of the plot of the film. There's a lot of ancient Greek in this book. They, there's like a surprising <laughs> amount of ancient Greek in this book. Is there? Did you? Okay, let me read you this passage. Fine. In fact, super. Do you remember when we had to read the Iliad, said Robin? Remember the part where the Greeks and Trojans came under the spell of one of the gods? Excuse me, Elizabeth stammered, wondering if Robin really was falling apart. You should read it over again, Robin said. Especially the part where the person comes out of the spell and finally sees clearly. Okay. What the fuck? I was not completely blindsided by the Iliad <laughs> reference in this novel. <laughs> That's just Francine showing off. She's like, yeah, but, I read the Iliad. But there's another one. You ready for it? Did you yeah. expect to win, she asked. And this is when... Um, Robin wins the football queen. Also, this is another thing that Francine does. Robin is like a completely different person at the end of this book. Like she acts, she, it's not like she's like grown and, or changed anyway. She just like has been substituted. Right. As a different person. She's like cool and like unflappable. Did you expect to win? She asked. No, not really. If you never expect too much, you'll never be disappointed. Do you have anything to tell the student body? Robin searched the sky for a moment. Only something we all know. But don't always remember. Know yourself. And don't try to be anyone else. Moving. And know yourself. Nothi Sauton is a famous Greek aphorism. Aphorism. Um, who said it? 
it's I, it comes up in in um, Plato to some extent, but to my my understanding is that it's just like a thing that Greeks used to say to each other, kind of when they were shooting the shit. What does it mean? It's like check yourself. It means know yourself, know thyself. Gnothi, it's the imperative form of the verb that means know. Shh, 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 shh. No? Okay, you asked literally asked me what it means. I didn't. I didn't think you were gonna teach me <laughs> ancient Greek. Okay, so there's a lot of that stuff. Oh, fuck, I haven't been recording, but I've got the, got it on the Zoom. Hey, guess what? Uh, hopefully, my audio sounds better now because I've now I'm. Recording. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, yeah. Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, been doing this for six years, still can't even record a damn podcast. Are you re- recording now? Yeah. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm. Ki- I'm kicking ass so what you heard before was it's me but raw <laughs> but raw that's raw what i really mind. sound like yeah. <laughs> um what else shall I can we give say? you my compliment of the week if you want it do you want me to compliment you no i was going to give you my compliment of the week all right yeah so you're going to give me a compliment i'd love that tell me say it's it, not a compliment because i got a hair i went to an actual um hairdresser for the first time in a year you know what, you know what i'll say about your hair yeah looks great it's looking good. What's your Thank shirt you. say? Team Blue? Team Blue. It's from... Bat Blue? I like... I have, like, complicated a complicated relationship with this shirt. Can I say it? It's, like, very yeah. personal. Yeah. Uh, there was a time in our... I'm going to text uh, Josh while you're, while you're talking. I'm literally telling you something extremely personal. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. Tell me about your shirt. <laughs> Team Blue. Um... There was a uh, we were at major media company for a really long time, and um, after a time, major media company. Are you texting Josh? You're literally texting Josh. I can no. fucking see it. Fuck Listen you. I'm not me. telling you the story. No, I'm no. Not tell me. You. No, it's tell done. Me. No, you tell had me. two chances, and you don't get a third. Tell me. I was telling Josh to leave me alone because I'm listening to a story <laughs> from my best friend. We were, you know, this. We were at major media for a Color long Wars. time, very long time. We were amongst the earliest employees of major media company. Um, at, at some point, as I think happens with these things, when major media company became a big major media company, they got tired of my bullshit and they were like, "Hey, yeah, mine too. Um, why don't you stop doing the thing that you're doing and ju- and either go away or you know, hopefully leave? But if not, like." Just, we'll just find something tuck you else away to do. somewhere. And so what I ended up on was a thing that was called Team Blue. And they like made t shirts. <laughs> what was Team Blue? I don't remember this. And it I've never felt like I fit in on Team Blue <laughs> at all. And I felt alienated and sad. And I wear this t shirt as a reminder to myself <laughs> that sometimes you should just fucking leave the company. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my story. What we both uh, did leave the company, yeah, and now yeah, we're we much didn't. happier. Yeah. Well, what's your story? Well, I don't have a story. I'm you were saying something. You were literally saying something. Oh, compliment of the week. Yeah. Can I do my compliment of the week? Mm-hmm. Oh, here it. It's, what, I thought it wasn't a thing about my hair. Oh, so let me tell you about your hair, it, yeah. if I may. Yeah. Be so bold. Yeah. You are. Your hair looks good right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank there you. was a time a few years ago where I came to visit you in Austin. And you had made the choice to buzz your hair down to stubble. Mm-hmm. And that looked great. And you've never returned to that look again. And I'm curious yeah. why. You're not ready yet. You're not ready to, to admit it yet. 
No, I don't know why. I don't know why. It, it like it looked it looked surprisingly it cool. good on you. I'm ready to go back there. I'll go back there. I'll go back there anytime. But I've I've I, I think remember that, being like, like this is a desperate move. A lot of the times this is a desperate move, but like Jack manages to pull it off in a way that's frankly surprised that's very nice and I, that is a compliment of the week I, here's what i'll say in the spirit of this book which like fails to live up to people dealing with like not liking the way they look yeah uh, completely categorically fails to do that what i will say about my own journey there is that i needed to shave my head to get back to a place where i felt comfortable with the way that i looked after some time of being extremely embarrassed about going bold, which is a thing that like men don't have any space to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like not a thing that you can talk about. But it's like everybody else thinks about it, and you just have to kind of like suffer in weird silence for it, and then like right. listen to like Joe Rogan selling you like fake like bald fixing pills or whatever, you and then just feel Joe bad Rogan? about yourself. I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but I read an article about him today. <laughs> Uh, but what my journey there was, I got to a place where I felt good with a shaved head. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I can always go back here if I need to. And now I'm going to go back to like my like matrix version of myself, which is right. not with a shaved head. <laughs> right. And, and I'm now more comfortable as a man who is balding, uh, but doesn't have a shaved head. I, I think most people, and I don't, I don't want to jerk you off or anything, I, but yeah, I think fine. most people passing you on the street wouldn't look at you and say, that's a balding man. I would say I would say most people looking at you would say like that's a man with thinning hair. <laughs> you think most people passing me on the street, the thing that they would say is that's people, a man with thinning hair. That's what most they people would, would say. stop and they'd be like, "What's Team Blue?" Look you up and down and be like, "That man's got some thinning the, hair." That but man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the shaved head. It looked great. Yeah. I'll shave my head if you shave your head. I don't. Right, I mean, do I, I don't need to. You we know, should like, get it. We promised. Look at this. Promised right? our listeners we would get matching tattoos. Yeah, I know. Why don't we do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to get matching tattoos, and we're going to shave our heads. Tanner, I'd like to hear the compliment of the week. I loved your compliment of the week from my hair. I'd love to hear the compliment of the week that you found in this novel. The thing about being the football queen Uh is that you need to do a lot of campaigning Uh in the lead-up to the big football game where you were declared football queen. Yeah. Usually, the five beta, I don't remember what their actual, like... Greek alphabet letters are. I, I can never remember is. either. It's fi- it's five beta something, delta. The five. I wish Marissa was here. Marissa, con- I'm sorry. Control this this contest. Yeah, it's it's always a five beta. The five betas like put a lot of money and resources into campaigning. Um, so it seems like Jessica Wakefield is going to be the sh- the shoe in for this. Mm-hmm. But there's this new like black horse who's entered the uh, dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a new dark horse who's entered the competition. Yeah. And she's doing it with these sort of guerrilla tactics. So um, Robin Wilson puts oh, up yeah. a sign that <laughs> says fucking like... Fucking rules. It essentially... I don't know if I captured the sign. Did you? Uh, I, I don't, but I remember what it was. It's a, it's a sign oh, that it says, I challenge it. accepted. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it says, challenge accepted. It has come to my attention that members of Pi Beta Alpha have forbidden any girl who is not a member... To go out for Miss Sweet Valley High. I know all about the PBAs. They blackballed me. I accept their challenge. I ask for your vote. It rules. Robin Wilson. It fucking owns. 
and it works. And it's fake. They didn't. They didn't put that about. Like all of the PBAs who blackballed her. It was only Jessica who blackballed her, but they all suck. Like. Right. They're all like, we never did this. We have never said that. But it's like the it's enough to like create this grassroots campaign right against the. So PBS. she she starts to get a little bit of buzz around her too. Yeah. Um. Like because previously Jessica was like the shoe in. Like yeah. The boys. The there's some implication that she's like sleeps with everyone on the. She sleeps with only first football team. team. Only first team. She says. <laughs> and only the offense offensive line. The all. No, I think it's. No, because uh, she says only Robin the off- yeah. wins like enchants the defensive line. It becomes <laughs> like a civil war in the the gladiators. Yeah. yeah, you can't stay mad at these books. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, she the, the, like everyone like shows their support for the girl that they want to be the god. <sighs> this is not the high school I went to and if this was the high school I went to, I would not be Yeah. A featured character in these books, like sulky, like angry nerd kid who's like, "What the hell is going on? Why is this school?" Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, Robin wins a lot of hearts and minds. Right up until the ballot boxes were closed at the end of school on Friday, kids chanted and rallied for their favorites. The Gladiators' offensive line and backfield paraded through the lunchroom carrying a big banner: "Jessica is just right." (laughs) <laughs> it's sort of a faint praise yeah the defensive line came through the auditorium with a huge placard and this is my compliment of the week yeah robin has us throbbing <laughs> <laughs> and what i like about that is it's it's implying that she's making them it's penis related i think it's she's saying they're saying she makes them horny Mm-hmm. The entire defensive line of the the Stony Brook Gladiators, yeah, is throbbing for Robin, Valley, Sweet Valley, yeah, throbbing for Robin. That's a good <laughs> wordplay. That's my compliment of the week. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, should we go right into burn of the week? I guess so. Yeah, why not? Did you have one? Yeah. <gasps> uh, You want me to do mine? Yeah, I captured two technically. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can do yours. Bruce, listen. What if somebody did you a good deed? Would it make sense for you to do the other person a good deed in return? <laughs> well, maybe. Depends on what it is. Just suppose that someone wrote a story about you in the Oracle. Bruce smiled. About being first singles and how I creamed that hot shot from Palisades High? <laughs> yes, about that too. <laughs> and maybe about how John McEnroe was looking over his shoulder. It was definitely give me strength time. <laughs> uh, and then, so my burn is on John McEnroe. Because <laughs> this high school guy. Really yeah, it's got him looking money. over his shoulder. You cannot be yeah. serious, Bruce. <laughs> is That's that what good. he said? That's Looking probably what he would have said. Little, little tennis racket down. And my bur- my burden's on Bruce, too, because Liz has this new line. Yeah. Which is, give me strength. <laughs> give me strength time. Oh, shit, it's give me strength time. Oh, so soon in our time. conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, I've got a burn from that same um, conversation, and then I'd love to hit you with a second burn. Okay. So this is, the conversation is that like Liz is trying to persuade Bruce to 
Pac-Man to take Robin to the dance so she can fulfill some stupid fucking Phi Beta Delta pledge. Right. Helping some fortunate freshman not make the team, I see, said the beautiful Wakefield twin. And Bruce knew at once that it wasn't Jessica. Hi, Liz. He glanced at the freshman, who was chasing down the ball that had whistled past him into the far corner. Too bad, Bruce said. Looks like he hasn't got what it takes. He strolled up to the wire fence around the court, brushing back his dark hair as he walked. So, Liz, how's the newspaper going? Okay. Say, when is the Oracle going to do a decent story on the star of the varsity tennis team? Who would that be? Elizabeth asked. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Liz Liz really like gives Bruce a run for his money. Because yeah. like, then she's like, oh, well, I will write about your stupid tennis career if you take Robin Wilson to the dance. And he's yeah. like, no. And she's like, okay, who's the second best player? Yeah. See, he hasn't lost a game. Valley? Because <laughs> then maybe I'll just write about him instead. Yeah. And he's like, mm, okay, I'll do it. Um, we haven't even touched Lila Fa Or you have a second burn. I've got a second burn. It's real fast. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> this is just like a random interaction between Elizabeth and Jessica at home. What do you think it takes to be a novelist? Elizabeth asked Jessica when her sister later came into her room carrying an armload of clothes. Elizabeth, please stop talking nonsense and help me. <laughs> 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 There's like even even further in that in that tirade that Jessica goes on. Yeah. She's like, I need to know like what is wrong with you that you're not curious about my predicament and yeah. instead you're having these like impossible fantasies about being <laughs> a novelist. Yeah. That's good. So she's really quickly made up her mind. The the B plot in this this film is that Lila Fowler, the the yeah. richest Girl teen girl Stony in Brooke. all of uh, Sweet Valley, and you and I are going to have to really work yeah. hard to train ourselves <laughs> not to say Stony Brook. Yeah. Um, has decided to become a petty thief. Yeah. To get a a petty her dad's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So and Jess keeps showing up in all these beautiful. It's not even uh, a petty thief, it's grand larceny. She's stealing like $600 jewelry. Is that, does that pass the line? I think it's not petty theft larceny? anymore. She's stealing extremely expensive shit. Mm. She's like, if this were in Stony Brook, this oh, would be a babysitter's a crime club mystery. Like, like, right, like yeah. this level of shoplifting would be. It like, would be someone ex- like. The mystery Truly of the nefarious. stolen jewels. And it's like, oh, it was like fucking Lila Fowler. And she was like trying to impress her daddy or whatever. But like it rises to the level of a babysitter's club mystery because these jewels are, you know, fucking thousand dollar jewels. For the rest yeah. of her life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And she Throw keeps giving the, the shit to Jess. She keeps giving it to Wakefield. Jessica, which is weird. Well, it's like meaningless to her. She's literally the richest girl in Sweet Valley. Right, she doesn't do it because she wants or needs this stuff. She does it because she wants and needs her daddy. She doesn't even, like, it's not even, like, to play psychiatrist for a second, it's not even far enough below the surface that, like, when Elizabeth is like, are you doing this because you want your daddy to notice you? She's like, yeah, no, I think that's what it is. (laughs) Right, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, huh? Yeah, no, you're right, now that I think about it. Yeah, that must be what I'm doing it. I think they make the point of saying that she starts to dress in wilder clothes because yeah. I think she desperately wants to get caught. Like, yeah. Yeah, she, she wants, wants to, to everyone to know that, oh, now Lila Fowler's wearing wild clothes. And if you yeah. happen to see someone at the mall stealing yeah. Bracelets shoplifting and shit. from the jewelry store and they're wearing wild clothes, that's definitely me. So, 
Yeah, that's her thing. And and of course, she's there's no consequences. Daddy bails her out. She doesn't get in any trouble at all whatsoever. And in fact, her dad's not even mad at her. In fact, it sort of strengthens their relationship, if anything. So yeah. So it's just one of those Francine Pascal things where it's like, yeah. go ahead, shame fat people. Yeah, they deserve it. That's sort of Francine's stance. <laughs> That's her message. And yeah. then also, like, if you're shoplifting rich enough, is white fine. enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shoplifting is totally fine. There will be no consequences. And way to set up a uh, entire generation of young women, Francine. <laughs> yeah, good job, Francine. Good job. I did, I did enjoy reading this novel, but also <laughs> I have some criticisms. <laughs> um, I wonder if we should go. I have a lot more notes. Oh, well, hit me with at least one more. I'm curious to kind of get in your inside your mind, like the cell. Okay, watch the cell. No, I'm gonna run down the shit for you. You I didn't think... watch the cell. No, I didn't watch the cell. Give it a watch. It's pretty good. It's pretty weird. It's um, Jennifer Lopez plays like a thought detective, and she gets into the mind of more water, sugar water guy. Vincent D'Onofrio, serial killer. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we don't have time to talk about that. You sure? I can sense you kind of being like, oh, yeah, okay, we have time for one more thing from you, and I want to get into your mind, let's, and then let's talk you're about Googling the cell. The cell. <laughs> oh, no, I don't need to Google it. <laughs> no Googling required. You know what movie does come up in this novel is, uh, listen to this, Elizabeth sat in the Oracle office trying to figure out what snappy news items she could include in her column. About the only important thing going on at Sweet Valley High was the approaching football grudge game against Palisades High. That's not a movie. The grudge is not a movie? Oh, grudge. Sarah Michelle Gellar? Oh, you mean the American version. Sorry, I... I've only seen the Japanese version. But that's cool. That's something that, 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 that Francine buried the lead on. They're doing yeah. the fucking grudge? They're doing the grudge. That's scary as hell. It's a th- grudge-themed football game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. Do you want to hear my thing real fast, and then we do have to go? Yeah. I think we. Th- it's been so long that since we did our first Sweet Valley, Sweet Sweet Valley Boys a year ago that I don't remember if we talked about this. I mean, I know we did in some capacity, but I want to read you two passages from that first Sweet Valley book and then a few passages from this book, and then we can okay. just quickly weigh in on it. Okay. Here are the passages from Sweet Valley High number one. I told him, Liz, I told him everything. I told him that it was me with Rick Andover at Kelly's, and he still invited me to the dance. You told him, Jess? He knows it wasn't me. I told him everything, and he forgave me. He has got to be the most wonderful boy in 137 states. Oh, is this going to be your po- your point, that Jess has a whole thing around 37? Yeah. yeah. She says it several times in this book. Yeah, she says it multiple times in this book. Yeah. Oh, my head is going to burst into at least 537 pieces? Right. It's often 537, but it's definitely always 37. I told her 837 times that blimps were not popular people. Nothing but the usual 137 disasters and boring business and politics, she said. Oh, Liz, that nonsense is about 737th on my list of concerns. Tanner, here's all, all I have. 537, which is the one that comes up most commonly, 537, I looked it up on Wikipedia, is the Nate Silver established, it's Nate Silver minus one. Okay. But that's not what, what I want to talk about. What that's state one has one electoral vote? It's probably like months What's Nate ago. Silver minus one? No, it's probably one of the congressional districts in Maine. Oh, okay. Right. Or Nebraska. Um, 537 is the year of the deaths of both Mordred, 
who is England's most wicked and overly dramatic backstabber, and Arthur, England's insufferable goody two-shoes prom king from Myth. Myth? Myth. Okay. So that's all I've got on 537. That is the year that Arthur and Mordred died. Okay. Who's Arthur and Mordred? Did that? Did those descriptions of those men remind you of anything? <sighs> no. England's most wicked, overly dramatic backstabber, Mordred, Arthur's nephew, who betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And Arthur himself, England's most insufferable, goody two-shoes, oh, it's, prom king. It's king. Elizabeth and... Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting yeah. that those are the two guys who died in the year 537? And it resonates to through time, and it's ripples. Yeah. <laughs> it's ripples through time, and it's, it's Atlas, not Atlas Shrugged, it's the other one. I've um, got another thing. I've got another thing. Can I say it? Atlas. I will not talk about Ayn Rand with you under any circumstance. It's not Ayn Rand. Okay. The other one. What do you mean by the other one? God, you want no. me to Google it, don't you? No, okay, I fine. don't. You, I you say twisted it. my arm. I want to say another thing to you. I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to send you a link, then we fucking have to go. You have one second left to tell me. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Okay, that's so different from Ayn Rand. No. <laughs> I know, and I wasn't trying to bring up Ayn Rand. <laughs> it's like that. that up. It is like that. But so the, actually, Cloud Atlas is relevant to this passage. So the the first passage where Jessica says 537 is as follows. Guess who called? Elizabeth smiled at her sister. Robin, our new pledge. Who, by the way, is going to the dance with Bruce Pacman tonight? Oh, Liz, will you please shut up about it? So you know that our Pi Beta pledge has landed such a coveted date? Oh, my head is going to burst into at least 537 pieces, Jessica raged. How could such an incredible thing happen? It's like science fiction. So I looked up 537 in science fiction, and I've texted this to you. Madrax Fufunter Sieb Dreitzen Sieben. Wow, that was pretty good for somebody who sucks at German. Science fiction series, the Bestienmacher. I think it's the Beast Fighter, the, the Monster Fighter. And it's the German edition. Yeah. Shall I put this through Google? So there's a, a, a science fiction novel. So what Francine has done for us is she's given us the number 537, and she's said that it's from science fiction. And the only the only Google result for that is something called Madrax 537. It's a, fi- uh, it's a science fiction series. It's got five stars on Amazon. It's only four ratings, but, you know. Right. It's got four um, and a half stars. I'm going to th- throw... Okay, fine. It's four and a half stars. I'm going to throw this into Google Translate. Yeah, we'll probably do it for our next book. Get, well, look at this. It says, it says here, Kindle price one ninety nine. Your credits minus one ninety nine. I don't know what that means. I don't think I have Kindle credits, so I paid right, zero dollars for this. I've thrown this into Google Translate. I'm going to read you the plot of this. Okay. The companions are stranded in Ogden. Maine? Someone stole the trilithium crystal. From the riverside. That sounds like something from Sweet Valley High. I think Trilithium. But is time is of the essence. Star and Trek. so Matt, Arula, and Rolfin set out in a community vehicle while Warrix supports the search for the crystal. Meanwhile, the powers of the Warriors of Light continue to grow. And after a telepathic contact with Arula, Olivia Canning suspects the pursuers. Their new creations are just right for them. Gajagadoos. Dangerous earth snakes that turn into real beasts through targeted mutation. <laughs> that's fucking awesome 
That is cool. I like it when uh, Google Translate encounters a word it cannot translate. <laughs> jagged like, earth snakes. What do you want me to do with <laughs> gajagadoos? Um, this sounds awesome, and I'd like to thank Francine for leading us to it. And thank you, Francine, for writing that book to, under the pen name, Sasha Veneman. Yeah, and we'll be reading that next week. I think that's all the time we have. Sasha is uh, Russian for champion of man. Okay, thank you for saying that. And Venom Man is Russian, is English for poisonous man. Yes, thank you so much for saying that. Appreciate it. Poisonous man. I know how much you love etymology. I like to hear you talk as well. Yeah. That's my compliment. Should we go? Yes, I'd love that. We're going to go. We're also going to leave. I would like to thank you, Tanner, very much for bearing with me this week. I would like to thank the Sweeties for bearing with us. We love you so very much, and we also kiss you so very much. Um, What I would like to tell you is that you please, please, can you subscribe to our Patreon? Um, We've got a whole show, and we sing the descriptions. It's patreon.com slash podcast, and it's, um, it's a good way to support us continuing to do what we do even if you don't necessarily want more of us um you can give us five dollars a month to keep us going and also you get a good show and it's uh every week i would like to remind everybody that you can buy our merch at bit.ly slash bscc merch we've got t-shirts we've got totes we've got pins we've got all sorts of fun things over there uh please do remember to rate and review our show on itunes uh which is now called apple Podcasts, and subscribe if you're not subscribed for subscribe And uh, tell a friend about our show. Spread the word. Tell them that we are doing Sweet Valley High for a few episodes now. And if that's interesting to them, they can come listen. Yeah. Uh, We probably have another one or two left in the tank on SVH. But then if they like effing and essing. Yeah. um, There's going to be a lot of that in the Strange Bedfellows podcast. Tell them to listen to the Strange Bedfellows, our new podcast that we're coming out with in a couple weeks. Very soon here. We're just waiting on all of our... Hens come to roost. Yeah. And you can also join our Facebook group. All that remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel. That novel was called Sweet Valley High Number 4, Power Play. We forgot to talk about hockey. We didn't talk about hockey at all. At all. <laughs> we could have talked about the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death. Oh, I would have Where he has to. It's like Die Hard if it happened so in good. a hockey arena. It's so good. You have to watch game. it. You have to watch it. Next week, we're going to be reading a little novel. Uh, we're still reading these books until we launch our other show. And it's fun. Yeah. yeah. But at some point, we're going to s- suddenly stop reading them, at least for, for the foreseeable future. And there may be little to no warning. So. Yeah, there may be little to no warning. So just prepare Strap yourself in. for that. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book, and it's going to be called Sweet Valley High, number five, all night long. Mm. Jessica's going to go boink a art major. In college, it's going to be fucking like problematic in a different way that you and I are going to have to try to grapple with. Maybe you can give a speech next week. <laughs> I doubt it, but I'll try. All that remains is for me to say now that this week my name has been Sweet Valley Jack. My name is Tanner. We don't have an outro. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sweet Valley Boys, if you love Sweet Valley, better make some noise. It's the sweet, sweet Valley life. Sweet Valley Jack and Tanner and Joy. And the sweet of analysis of the Sweet Valley books will never annoy you. Sweet, sweet Valley
I can't smell anything. What does it smell of? Sex and candy. Thank you for finally fucking asking. Okay, God. <laughs> okay fine. You got me. You fucking like got me. <laughs> Let's count. Be very.